This podcast was recorded live at Life Church Lancashire. For more information on who we are and what we do, visit lifelanks.org. Matthew got there before me, but we're looking at Jesus first every day. And then this morning I'm going to talk about, on Pentecost Sunday, I'm going to talk about how he, the Holy Spirit, helps us to put Jesus first every day. Because it's one thing to be encouraged or instructed and, and really said, let's do this, but we need to know how and we need to know the ways that, that this works for us. So we think about on Pentecost Sunday, the Holy Spirit, God the Father sent the Holy Spirit to be our constant companion, to give us the power to live for Jesus. And so the Holy Spirit is a person the Bible talks all the time, not just of a, a power or a force, but it talks about He. So we get our heads around the idea that Father, Son, Holy Spirit, difficult. If you find someone to, who fully understands what we call the Trinity, then congratulations. Uh, and years of, of studying the Word of God, we have a level of understanding. But what we do understand is the perfect example of relationship. It's a perfect example where people were the three working together. And it speaks to us of how we can be great in relationships. When it's not about one person pushing the other one forward, it's about us push, pushing each other forward, about us encouraging each other. It's kind of like what church community is, isn't it? We cheer each other on. We encourage each other to be all that God has called us to be, to fulfill our potential. So Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are committed to you. They're committed to us doing well and following followers of Jesus. So we think about the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit was involved in you becoming a Christian. When you became a Christian, you were, you were, you were not convinced by the person who told you about church, about Jesus. It was the work of the Holy Spirit on you. It takes the pressure off the rest of us, eh? We're called to be witnesses, but we cannot persuade. We don't wish to manipulate or, or persuade somebody into faith. That's not how it works. But the Holy Spirit works on each and every one of us. And the Bible tells us that when we become a Christian, God lives in us by His Spirit. So the Holy Spirit convinced and convicted us that we needed to get right with God. And He then lives in us and helps us and gives us the ability to live well for Jesus. And we also look at the Holy Spirit we talk about the fruit of the Spirit, and we talk about the gifts of the Spirit. They're not mutually exclusive. We don't decide, well, I'll go for, I'll go for fruit. I'll be fruitful. Uh, but I'm not sure about the gifts. Are they really for me? Well, I believe that the Bible's quite clear that fruit of the Spirit, which is a character of God, which is expressed in how we can live for Jesus, that is for all of us, as are the gifts of the Spirit. So we think of the, the, the fruit of the Spirit, which is which is in Galatians 5, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There's a whole bunch of things there which if we are, if that is our character, no one's going to be offended by that. If you're a person of peace, that's not offensive. Unless you meet a really angry person who's determined to pick a fight with you, I guess. 
But peace, we can speak peace into the most difficult of situations. We can bring love into the most difficult situations. Where there is turmoil, where, where, there's, where there's anger, where there's, there's pushing for position in that, we, we, we can have gentleness in that. We can exercise self-control. So fruit of the Spirit is a wonderful thing. And the gifts of the Spirit, fruit is the character of Jesus formed in us, so we can put Jesus first every day. Gifts of the Spirit are spiritual equipment, one way to put it, to live in God's mission for what God's called us to do. And the gifts of the Spirit are message of wisdom, message of knowledge, faith, gifts of healing, miraculous powers, prophecy, distinguishing between spirits, speaking in different kinds of tongues, which I do pretty much every day of every week. The interpretation of tongues, and they all can be found in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Now, these are gifts of the Spirit. So we're talking about the Spirit of God lives in us, but we're also talking about a baptism of the Holy Spirit, which follows on from that, which is available to each and every one of us. And we'll come back to that in just a moment. We've got plenty of time, eh? The next, we're not here again until 7.30. So... <laughs> That's a big subject, loads of time. It's a joke, all right, you're all right. It's a joke. You don't, you've not had many laughs in the last few months, have you? Let's be fair. <laughs> Except when Dan's on, and like me, like me when Dan's on, most of the laughs we get are not intentional. Uh, but, but, that, but that's okay. So fruit and gifts are important, but we don't elevate one above the other. And we also... Don't, don't seek an experience, we seek a person. It's really important. So when you came to church this morning, or we are church, but when we came to this gathering this morning, we, we came for a great experience, I, I get that, but actually what we mostly came for was to meet Jesus, to worship Jesus, to get closer to Jesus, to learn more about Jesus. And gifts of the Spirit are not for me just to have a great experience. And I do, and we can, but it's mostly for us to know God better, for us to experience the Holy Spirit, but to seek after Him principally. He's a person, as I've said, is spoken of in the Bible. And in the, in the Bible, the word used for spirit is kind of, it's sometimes used as, as, as breath. It, it, some, it sometimes can be something like uh, wind. And it's it just got a picture of a wind in a, in a sail. There, there it is. I know nothing about sailing, right? But I, other than you've got to follow the wind. You require the wind in your sails. And if you can imagine a little bit of wind, you're not going to get so far. But... When you really catch the wind, which is invisible, you can see the effects of it, but you, can, but you can't see it, see, describe what wind looks like. We can only describe what the effects of it are. So here we are, the wind. So we kind of, the Holy Spirit, if I put it this way, and gifts of the Spirit, puts the wind in our sails. It gives us the, the ability and the strength to go forward in all that God wants us to do and become more like Jesus. Holy Spirit is the power to enable us to put Jesus first. So I want to talk about two principal ways that the Holy Spirit, He, 
helps us to be more like Jesus and to put Jesus first every day. So here it is, it's power, it's sorry, it's presence and it's power. Presence and power. The Holy Spirit lives in us by faith. The Holy Spirit comes alongside us by faith and it gives us the power to live for Jesus. Now I'm gonna, we're going to read in, in John 14, uh, the scripture, which is where Jesus promises the Holy Spirit will be sent to his followers. Now, of course, the context of this was Jesus had told his followers that he was going to leave them. He was going to return to his father. And so they were, they were going to suffer a bereavement. They were going to suffer a massive loss. They were following Jesus. They'd been with him every day of the week for three years. They were connected to him. They loved him. They devoted themselves to them. To him, they, they, they thought going forward, this was going to be their lives. This was going to be it now. We're going to be followers of Jesus. He's going to be with us, and we're going to see his kingdom come on earth. But Jesus then told them that he was going to leave them. But this is what he said in John 14. If you love me, keep my commandments. Well, you, you would. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. So here it is, an advocate, someone to help you and to be with you. And he, he went on to say, verse 17, he lives with you and will be in you. So he's talking about an, an advocate, a helper. Amplified Bible puts it this way. That's not a Bible that you plug in, you know. Helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, standby. You get the message. God was, Jesus was not going to abandon them, and neither has he abandoned any of his followers. Jesus asked the Father to send the Holy Spirit and so we don't have to ask him to come again because he's here. Get that? We can, we can open ourselves to say, I want more of you. Absolutely. I've never ever, as I, I can remember, ever prayed the prayer, Holy Spirit, come. Seems ridiculous. I know what people mean. They want him to move, but he's here. So it's important to us to grasp that Jesus said he would send the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is here and he lives in us and he's alongside us. So it says it, to help you and be with you forever. How about that? That God has designated his Holy Spirit to be with you and to help you. So we can never, even though we may feel alone and lonely and, and may feel abandoned because of our, our circumstances and the challenges that are in our lives, the Word of God is clear that the Holy Spirit is with us all the time and will never leave us. Always there to help us. In the darkest moments, in the most difficult of times, we have the presence of God with us. And there are plenty of people in this room on the sound of my voice and, and maybe watching, watching online and part of our community who could testify to the presence of God in the most difficult of times. It wasn't a happy time. It wasn't a circumstance that they wanted to ever find themselves in or perhaps even imagine find themselves in, but the presence of God was still very, very real. Well, we don't go off feelings. Well, 
God created us as emotional people to have feelings. So it's okay. It's okay for feelings and to understand that God is with us. So he's alongside us, he's in us, and he is help, he's help, helping us. We have his presence. Thank you for being present, all of you, this morning. It actually makes a difference. We're back in lockdown when we I was preaching from the, this stage and there was nobody there. Let me tell you, your presence is infinitely preferable to your lack of presence. So when we come together and we're here together, the, we presence ourselves with us. You know, if I was to say to my wife, I love you, but I, I really don't want to, I do want to see you. <laughs> we live in separate houses and, and uh, semi-Christ, that's not relationship. We presence ourselves with people. And it's a special moment when we presence ourselves, when we, we see people we haven't seen for some time, and we, we take some time to presence ourselves with them. That's what the Holy Spirit does all the time. He's forever present with us. So his presence is an enablement to help us to put Jesus first. And also, there's a promise of power. In Acts 1 verse 8, the promise was, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So Jesus is promising, when the Holy Spirit comes, you will receive power. Baptism with the Holy Spirit gives us power. Power to live for Jesus. Really important that, that we get that. Power to live to live, power to put Jesus first every day, power no matter what the challenge. Now we get different ideas of what power looks like. This is, uh, we've got a couple of images right now. First of the first one is this uh, clenched, clenched fist that looks, uh, is, that, is that power? Is, is, is that strength? Well, that's not something you want to meet today, is it? You might as well bring it on, whoever you are. But most of us don't want to receive that aggression. We don't want to see that. That's one idea of power. And here is another picture of strength or, 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 or power, which was taken um, last week. And this is uh, Trish and I with, with the little girl you know as number six. <laughs> now that's strength. She was about 60 uh, hours old at that time, and everyone was going to have their meal. And I said, it's okay, I look after the... I look after the baby, not a problem. But the strength and this power, helplessness, and sometimes we feel that helpless, right? You feel that helpless. I cannot get through this challenge. Uh, this, this is a, a difficulty to struggle, but you have got the power, inherent power within you because of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I could look at that picture for a while, but uh, power, presence and power. We have the presence of God and we have the power of God working through us. Power to tell others. And as I've already said, pressure's off, right? You are my witnesses, uh, Jesus said. Acts 8, you, you know, receive power and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea, Samaria and to the ends of the world. So he was illustrating to, his peop to the people that were listening that witnessing starts from where you are. You don't start witnessing when you get sent as a missionary to some far-flung place. Mission, mission is here. Mission's at your front door. Mission's down your street. Mission's, mission's where you work. Mission's where you volunteer. Mission's where you, you socialize. That, that's, that's our mission field. And we have power to witness in those situations. 
pressure's off. We talk about Jesus. We talk about the goodness of Jesus. We talk about what Jesus has done. But most of the time, we demonstrate the love of God by how we live, how we care for people. Then the opportunities come. It's extraordinary if you hang along long enough and you commit your life to others and love people long enough, opportunities come. And then we can speak into those opportunities gently through the Spirit, gentleness, love, compassion, all of this kind of stuff is happening in those situations. But we have the power when we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit to be witnesses. Jesus wants us to get the word out. To let people see something of Jesus. And many things we do as a church community are putting, if I can put it, legs on love. We're, we're showing people love. And there's many, many things that you do day by day by day in your interactions with people, with family, with friends, with colleagues, whatever, that shows that. So we are witnesses. But don't forget, it's the Holy Spirit's responsibility to convict and convince of sin and convict and convince people that they need to know Jesus. It's his job. So it's okay. Just keep living. Let's see what God's, what's done. So many examples in this church community of some people who were not interested for many, many years. It was like a t- taboo subject in a home. And you're sat here now listening to my voice, worshiping as family the same as me. Because that's what God does. Presence and power. He is our constant companion. He never leaves us. He's our constant helper. Greek word, parakletos, which means one sent alongside to help. That is what God does for us. He's our constant guide. And often in t- oftentimes, we face situations where we're not quite sure what to do next. Wait on the Holy Spirit. Don't judge him. Don't just jump in. Don't just make a a knee-jerk reaction to something. Pray about it. Holy Spirit, would you guide me? Holy Spirit, will you help me with this big decision I've got to make? Holy Spirit, will you help me to make the most out of this day? Holy Spirit, will you help me not to miss opportunities to be Jesus to people? Holy Spirit, will you show me how we can connect others with the good news of the kingdom? John 16, 13, when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. Message Bible paraphrase puts it this way. He won't draw attention to himself. He will honor me. And I love that. Because that's an example to us as well. If you meet people who say, this is what I've done, and don't seem to give a whole lot of credit to what God's done, then this is a red flag, right? That's a red flag because it should be all about Jesus. It should be all about Jesus first in how we live, how we speak, in our conversation. It should be all about Jesus first. This is what God's done for us. Because of the grace of God, here I am. Because of the grace of God, I've got through this challenge. Because of the grace of God, I've been healed. Because of the grace of God, I've got a new job. It's not down to me. Obviously, we cooperate and do what we can but we always give credit to the one who we love and serve. Jesus gave his life for us and invited us into relationship with him. 
this is what this is all about. And to one day present us before his Father in heaven. But the convincing work of the Holy Spirit got us to this point. And he continues to speak about Jesus. The Bible talks in these terms. It talks about receiving the Holy Spirit. There's a whole bunch of scriptures, not got time to, uh, to, to show them to you. John 7.39, Acts 1.8, 2.38, 8.15, Galatians 3, 2, and Galatians 3.14. But it is to receive the Holy Spirit. It's to take possession. If I'm offering you a gift, it isn't yours until you take possession. If I, if I offer it and you, you're, not, you're not interested. If, for example, I was to offer a £10 note, I know I might be the only person who carries cash that you know. Next time you see me, please don't mug me. I'll push that. But if I was to offer a £10 note to the first person who would come for it, oh, there's a shot. My lovely wife. Trish is now taking possession of that gift. God bless you. <laughs> Receive the Holy Spirit, take possession. It talks about being baptized with the Holy Spirit. It's about being immersed or overwhelmed. Luke 3, 16, Acts 1, 5, Acts 11, 16. It talks about being filled with the Holy Spirit. Become full of the Holy Spirit. Acts 2, 4, 4, 8, 31. Acts 9, 17, 13, 57. Ephesians 5, 18, etc. Loads of scriptures. If you're watching it back, you can check those out. But it's to receive it. To receive him. And it's all down to hunger and thirst. It's all down to how much we have of God. Seriously. Because God is not, uh, God has no favorites. Pastors are not favorites. No, no, God has no favorites. I love that. The person in the, in, the, in the biggest challenging situation or the person who seems to be doing really well, God has no favorites. God, God has no favorites. It's all about hunger and, and, and thirst. But it's what we want to do about it. It's whether we're prepared to receive what God has for us, to hunger and thirst for him. How do you just imagine, if you were, it's, a, it's warm at the moment, it's a, it, it's a very, it's a hot part. This is our summer, we're enjoying it. Long may it continue, amen. Uh, any more amens in the house for that? Yeah, well, well, amen. Uh, so long may it continue. But if you imagine how thirsty you can get on a day like today, now, just imagine, let's pick on Dan again, because he's obvious target. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll just imagine Dan. So Dan's, for some reason, he's, he's cars in for service or, or, or whatever, and he's walked, he's walked to my house, and he says, I'm absolutely, you know, in, in Lancashire, you say, would you like a brew? We say that, don't we? Would you like a brew? If you're watching from the United States, we don't mean we offer beer to people when they come to our house. We, we, we mean a cup of tea or coffee. But uh, So Dan comes to our house, he, and he's really, really thirsty. And I said, would you like? He said, I'd really like a cold drink. I'm parched. I really like a cold drink. And I said, oh, fair enough. 
I said, there you go. It's a bit tight, right? That, that's not generous, is it? That's, it's, it's Vimto, because he's a real fan of Vimto. Other drinks, other um, cordials are available, but he does go for Vimto. I said, there you go, Dan. That, that's, that's not what it, and that's not what the Holy Spirit, what the Holy Spirit does. He actually, don't know how well, how well you can see that, but he can, he'll fill us. It's all about hunger and thirst. And you know what, he'll do even better than that. Don't know how well you can see that. But he'll fill us to overflowing so that we can bless other people. It's always, it's always in the overflow that we fill, that we bless people. God, give me enough. I just want enough. No, lousy prayer. Lousy prayer. God, fill me to overflowing so that from the overflow, I can be a blessing to others. And this morning, you might feel really, you may be thirsty, you may be dry, you may be in, in a dry situation. It may be that the well's empty. It may be that I've got nothing left to pull from. And so that, it, that hunger and thirst, that's what God responds to. God responds to hunger, not need. He responds to thirst. He responds to us having a desperation to know Him and to have more of Him. If we hunger and thirst, we will be filled. Sometimes we kind of kind of got a bit distracted and we kind of get disconnected and it's a bit like um, an old transistor radio and I might need to explain this to those under 30 but uh, before before digital uh, radios we had these things and you, if there were batteries you could walk down the street with them or you'd take them on the beach and annoy everyone else on the beach or in your, in your back garden or whatever and you put these on and you had to sort of tune and I've got something, I've got something, what is it? Oh, no, I, I don't want the world service, I, I, want, I want some and you just, tune, you just tuned in and you kind of got out of tune and sometimes in, the, in life, with the pressures of life or distractions or because we put ourselves in positions ourselves, it could be that we've got distracted. It could be that we don't have, we're not fully tuned in. Well, let's get tuned in again this morning. Let's say, Holy Spirit, fill me. Baptize me. Give me everything you've got because I want more and more and more of you. And in this church, we want more of the Holy Spirit. We need His direction. We need His presence. We need His power all of the time. And you say, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm full. I'm doing great. Well, God, at least pray, God, fill me to overflowing. Fill me to overflowing. We've got an opportunity this evening at worship night, and we'll, 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 we'll get into this a little bit more and have that. Well, right now, we're not going to miss the moment. Right now, we're going to pray for people to receive the Holy Spirit, to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, and to have more and more and more of God. And remember, we're not coming for an experience. We're coming for more of God. And God will bless us. For me, evidence of the blessing of God and the baptism of the Holy Spirit is we, that we can speak in tongues we have, oh, there are other uh, gifts and I've listed what they are. I love that God wants to equip us. He doesn't just leave us 
say, I'll see you in heaven one day. He's with us every day. Every moment of every day. And he wants to empower you. And he wants to empower me. Now we've got some music. The Holy Spirit doesn't need music, right? But most of us find it helpful to help us with the atmosphere of the presence of God. So we've got some faithful people here, people of integrity are ready to pray for you if that's what you want to receive. If you want to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit for the first time, say, God, I'm just thirsty. I need more and more of you. Well, we're going to take a moment right now and say, God, fill us to overflowing, to respond, to receive, to be baptized, to be filled with God's Holy Spirit because I want to put Jesus first every day. To do that, I need God's presence. I need the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit working in me. That's you. You want to receive something of the Holy Spirit, then why not come forward? The band will lead us and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll pray for you. We'd love to pray for you. It's a privilege to say, not sure about all this. Figure, there's a lot of stuff I need to figure out here. When we come to God with a hunger and a thirst, I can 100% guarantee that you will never come to harm. Never. Because he loves you, he wants the best for you, and he wants you to be filled with him. So we're going to pray for you, and uh, as a band leaders, and if this is not your moment, and you don't want to respond in this way, that's fine. I just encourage you to say, God, where I am, I want more of you. Where I am, Lord, would you touch me? Would you feel, Lord, where I am, would you show me who you are? I still don't quite get it. If you open your heart and your mind to God, then he'll fill you to overflowing. Bless you. If you found this podcast inspiring and helpful, then we'd love for you to get in touch via at lifelanks on social media or our website, lifelanks.org. Life Church, impacting our neighbours, our nation and the nations with the good news about Jesus.